We are thrilled to announce that The Style That Binds Us has launched a mini magazine. Each month, you'll discover brands and products that we cannot get enough of, as well as what to watch, do, see, restaurants and cocktail bars to try, our favorite spots for facials, massages, spas, and so much more. We hope you enjoy the inaugural issue of our mini magazine, and we will include a link to our mini magazine in the show notes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. We are excited to have Tiffany Dimmers, the CEO of Upkeep, to the Style That Binds Us podcast today. Upkeep is an app where you can quickly and easily book appointments for facials, Botox, laser hair removal, body contouring, and more. Upkeep has already been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Glossy, Women's Are Daily, and more. We cannot wait to talk to Tiffany and hear why she started Upkeep, the latest treatments that are available and or upcoming, and so much more. Thank you, Tiffany, for being here. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Excited to be here. We are so excited to have you, and I have gotten to meet you in person, and also Mom and I have gotten to experience some of the treatments on the Upkeep app, and every time we speak, the conversation is chock full of knowledge, insights, information, so we're super pumped to get this going. So where did you get the idea for Upkeep, your app? Yeah, Yeah, so I originally came up with it from a personal problem. Uh, My old job was in London and I wanted a hydrofacial. I was in an Uber with two colleagues and I didn't have time to kind of Google or search or call and say, do you have availability for this treatment? So a provider lost that revenue. I didn't get my facial. And when I got back to the States, I realized that this entire category of medical aesthetics, as big as it's growing has yet to have a marketplace. So that's kind of where it started. And I also saw this kind of shift in spend amongst a totally different consumer set. So it's much younger than ever before. And they're using it now kind of like the new color cosmetic or skincare or makeup. So treatments have kind of replaced product spend in a way. And There's just a lot of uh, kind of misinformation out there, information to sift through as to where you should start in the industry. And it doesn't have before upkeep a community built around kind of discovering the best treatments in the industry, the best providers near you and kind of how they work and which ones to start with and and what they do and and really kind of handholding people through their, their journey into this vertical. That's wonderful. And I think one thing that I really enjoy about the app is that you vet people so carefully because especially now that so many more people are getting treatments and you can get Botox at your dentist, at your OB's office. I mean, it's like, how do you know these people are really trained? And so if you know by using the app, you've already done that work for the person, you know, they're a major step ahead. Like you said, if you just start by Googling, that's going to take you forever. And, you know, half of it is. Added. Yeah. And, and, and exactly. And the, it's only the first page of Google that ever gets any right. action, right? What is that joke about how do you hide a body on the second page of Google search? <laughs> 
because you just kind of stop there. Uh, right. And so people are paying to promote themselves over each oh, other. Yeah. There's no kind of quality no. or curation done Not uh, at all. on that on that search feature. Right. So that's truly like very important to us is to give the customer a five star experience every time and not be persuaded by device companies or Mm -hmm. pharmaceutical companies, uh, whereas like the providers themselves, they're tied to the machines that they own that they spend $200,000 on. So of Mm -hmm. course they have to sell that to you Mm -hmm. as the end user. They don't have a choice. So for us, we're very flexible because we can change out the menu based on what is actually best in market for the user and who are the best providers in every city. So mm-hmm. that gives us a lot more flexibility to truly be consumer focused right. and, and giving them that five-star experience. Amazing. Wonderful. Okay. Talk to us about your career before starting up, Keep developing luxury cosmetics and skincare products. Should yeah. we really not use the beauty products in hotels? Yeah, that's exactly right. So part of my old uh, role, I was director of North America at Matrix in London, and we manufactured color cosmetics, skincare for brands. We did trend analysis for retailers and manufactured the first in business class product for airlines, as well as those mini hotel amenities. And so you might think that your Hermes shampoo at your luxury hotel uh, is uh, a product that uh, you should, you know, consider a luxury item. But in fact, it's manufactured uh, with just a drop of whatever kind of scent profile that is licensed from the parent company, Hermes being the example there. And then the actual ingredients in the product are not good they're mass produced to a point of the quantities you have to do in those menus to make the cost make sense to have those disposable in each hotel room uh, just doesn't make it possible to focus on a quality product rather than just a volume play that's fascinating that's something i had never thought of before yeah, but it makes sense something, when you something that it, they don't want to yeah really <laughs> <laughs> really put out there but the the Thinking about the skincare and the and the product industry in general is none of that is tested for human consumption because mm. they don't take into consideration that anything applied to your skin or hair does go into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not quite like tested in that way, whereas mm-hmm. the medical aesthetic space is tested in that manner. So it's actually safer to use Botox than put the majority of lotions on the market on your body. But that's something that, of course, the the product companies don't really want the general public to to know. So sure. I feel like there's kind of like just everyone uh, in collaboration saying like, let's not expose this and make people scared of Botox. Right. <laughs> that way, no one really talks about the chemical components in the in the blue eyeshadow that our our children are using that are are much more toxic right or the (laughs) lightning creams or whatever that have mercury in them or whatever (laughs) oh my goodness tiffany will you tell us what are some of the latest treatments that we should know about yeah so i think you know this year i really feel like 2023 is going to have a super surge around the Morpheus 8 treatment, which is radio frequency and microneedling at the same time. And what that does is kind of 
lift and tighten your skin. Uh, so a lot of people like to do use this on the face. That is kind of the most uh, frequent target because it really can lift those smile lines. Uh, and, and there's not a lot available in the market that can do something like that other than a traditional facelift. So this is non-invasive and there's no kind of downtime. You're just slightly red the day of, and then there is kind of a little um, pin prints that you can cover with makeup for about a week or so after that, depending on, on your skin tone and type. And that can also be used on the body to kind of tighten um, the post-pregnancy tummy area or anything that's just getting a little bit looser. You can just kind of tighten it all back in with, with that treatment. I think the body contouring category as a whole is really having a surge. I mean, part of that is just that these devices literally didn't exist until recently. So mm-hmm. people are getting more and more informed on, on what they can do. And you don't have to turn to surgery as soon as you used to. Mm-hmm. And what's that one called? The- Morpheus 8. Morpheus. Yes. Okay. It's by the parent company in mode. And they make also that former radio frequency facial, which is quite popular. And that one's no downtime at all because that's the radio frequency tightening without the micro needling component. Mm. Fascinating. There's so many different. There really are yeah. so many different <laughs> options out there. So uh, the menu on upkeep, you know, we keep it very limited because we're kind of gauging like through all of that information mm-hmm. out there in the world of like what is actually the best uh, right. treatment in each class because they kind of boil down to like the same thing as you can imagine there's now you know mm-hmm. uh, abvi which acquired allergan right so that's the juvederm family of fillers and then goldorma who has restylane and now revance has rha and mm, right <laughs> the kind of components of these substances are are quite similar but it's just kind mm-hmm. of like what you use them for. So the softer fillers go in the lips, Mm -hmm. the medium hard fillers go in the cheeks and the hardest and calcium based fillers go in the jaw. So it's more about like use case and application. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're, they're all kind of competing at an equal quality Mm -hmm. level at this point, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it definitely depends a lot on the person who's on your injector. Exactly. The placement of the product yes. is definitely the most important part. And so that's why you shouldn't really be discount shopping for right. <laughs> these type of procedures because that is the, the skill level of the, of the injector does definitely matter to the outcome of how you look more so even than the, the substance because there is such amazing quality across the board on those different dermal fillers. Right. What are your thoughts on the rise of younger people? getting procedures. Yeah. So I know that's kind of a hot topic and I actually think it is totally fine. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, you know, we used to use uh, makeup as our first foray into beauty, you know, even Mm -hmm. younger than you can get uh, these treatments, you have to be 18. So uh, I think if you're using it to kind of, uh, you know, how you would purchase a shoe or a, a new dress or buy a new eyeliner, and it's just to kind of enhance and it's about self-confidence, I think it's totally okay. 
And again, if they use the right injector. Exactly. So, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like anything else. Like if we if we ban it and tell our children you can't do it and give them no information around it. Mm-hmm. They're going to find a way anyway. <laughs> right. It's, uh, so it's better to inform and 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 have it uh, done in a safe manner than having them sneak right. to. <laughs> I think the the thing people used to sneak to, I think, was like piercings. <laughs> right, and also people starting to color their hair very young. You know what yes. it was going to do to the quality of their hair later on, and things like that. There's always. There's always something, every generation, it's something like, oh, we cannot allow our our children to participate in this cultural phenomenon, but (laughs) unfortunately they're going to with or without consent. (laughs) Right. Very, very true. Also on that point about like the younger consumer, uh, it has kind of totally shifted. So it is now 50% spend millennial and Gen Z, which just shows that they are using it. Like instead of going to Sephora and buying a lipstick, they're getting half a syringe of filler in a much younger age demographic. So they're just kind of using it in a different way. Like it's their new beauty blogging. It's the new way to kind of have that kind of moment around, you know, instead of buying a highlighter for the cheekbone, just get a little filler Mm -hmm. and you actually have a higher cheekbone. (laughs) Mm Very interesting. And for Upkeep, you had a fundraising round and probably more to come. So will you tell us what that process was like? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we just recently raised uh, with Anthony's group and 1517 Fund co-leading the round. And I had done another kind of pre-seed round before that uh, just to get the product in the market. And of course, we will go out and raise again sooner than later. And the process being a female founder is definitely interesting in that journey. Only 1.7% of venture dollars went to female founders in 2021. So the odds are definitely stacked against you. Uh, And I really did have to have the product market fit, the revenue going, like everything before I was taken seriously. Whereas when you're a male founder, you're more invested in based on like the size of the opportunity, the potential they believe in you. But uh, uh, being a female founder, it's more of a negative, like show me before I will uh, give you anything. So it it was a Mm. tougher journey, but I think... The exciting news is my conversations lately, the investors seem much more informed on what the industry is and where it's going. And some of the things that helped with that were the device companies like InMode, IPO'd, that's the manufacturer of Morpheus 8. So them kind of waking up to these later stage deals and uh, you know growth stage private equity in the space has them a little bit more informed on like the size of the opportunity. So I I think it's encouraging for, for the next round, but certainly earlier on, it was difficult to even explain what these treatments (laughs) were. They didn't know what a Botox versus a wax versus an eyeliner was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I was in the salon getting my treatment, um, there was a man that was coming in to get a treatment. So I think, you know, it's not only oh, yeah. women that are they're, using they're these starting, things. And they're diving in head first now. So they're like, wait a minute, I can do 20,000 crunches in 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> exactly. The medical gym. So Yes, exactly. Uh, 
they're kind of the, if you can't beat them, join them. Uh, right. <laughs> they're just like, wait a minute. They, maybe they were jealous. Maybe they thought they couldn't do it. That's why right. men had been so angry about us getting these. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they're definitely they starting out. to join in. <laughs> exactly. That's the way it always is. That's so funny. So very funny. So what are the services that you can book on the upkeep app? Mm-hmm. So it's the injectables, Botox and fillers, the next gen facials. So kind of results driven medical device type facials, uh, the, on the lowest level is the hydrofacial. And then the most intense is the Morpheus eight, um, the, uh, laser hair removal and the body contour. So it's centered around those four quadrants. I'm so excited about the, um, Sculpt Neo. I've done, I've had two, I've had three now. I have one more to go and I'm really excited. And I'm excited for other women, especially women, you know, around my age to find out about this because it's a big topic, this midlife, you know, belly fat or whatever it is that it, you know, it's very much a thing that obviously I know I'm going to have to eat right. And, you know, be very specific about my diet and continue exercising. But the fact that rather than, you know, just cool sculpt, which has been around a while to have something that actually builds muscle is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And tones and tightens it back uh, to kind of where it was. So that's also the kind of cool thing about it. It's like, like you said, no matter how healthy you eat, no matter uh, what you do, especially if you've had children, like there are changes mm-hmm. that happen in the body uh, and these devices kind of just help you get back into uh, the position that, that you were beforehand. And in fact, they've shown that uh, tightening and strengthening the abdominal wall actually improves your health. So it's actually just a, a net positive across the board and mm-hmm. has real life implications that it's better for your posture. It's better for your digestion to actually have those walls uh, mm-hmm. tightened back up. And it's one of the only uh, like things that you can do, even just doing crunches would never bring those abdominal walls back in the same way that the M-Sculpt Neo does. So mm-hmm. that's kind of uh, interesting. And I think we'll see that trajectory just in general when people are developing new devices. Mm-hmm. Like how can this actually have a positive impact, not just look like a positive impact, right? Oh, right. <laughs> Do something internal as well. Right. Yeah. So like with the Botox and fillers, as much as I enjoy them and as much as everyone does, they don't, they don't do anything negative, but they don't necessarily actually uh, stop the aging process or do something that, right. uh, is beneficial in the way that the M-Sculpt Neo does, right? That's directly Mm -hmm. actually modifying the muscle groups in your body. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of trend will continue. That's great to hear. So it'll be a combination of the aesthetic and the internal at the Mm -hmm. same time. Which it should, I mean, not should be, but which is... And then we'll live forever. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We need an M-Sculpt Neo for our brain. (laughs) I know. I know. I need it for every part of my body now. (laughs) (laughs) And I got the hydrofacial and I absolutely loved it. And I could really tell a difference. I thought my skin looked great after. And usually I feel like with a facial, it's lovely and a nice experience and your skin is glowing 
that day when you get it, but not necessarily into the week. Exactly. I mean, I'm a once a month hydrofacialer, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so I think that that treatment is that's the the kind of core of the app, right? Like these are not necessarily special occasion things. They're like Mm -hmm. the maintenance stuff that you have to kind of uh, incorporate into your routine. So having that appointment availability at your disposal on the time that you need it to fit it into your already tight schedule is why I kind of created the app. Cause it's not necessarily, like you said, it's not, you're not going for a hydrofacial. Yes, it is relaxing and all that, but it is before, performance base, right? You're mm-hmm. going to have that glow and that nice skin for that month uh, and get those touch-ups as needed. So it's kind of like, you know, buying uh, a deodorant is a maintenance mm-hmm. program <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that you just kind of continue. What is exactly, what is a hydrofacial? Yeah. So it's really interesting. So the device itself, it's suctioning out all of the gunk. So we always did manual extractions, right? Mm -hmm. So that's with the hands or these little kind of tools. It's quite Mm -hmm. painful. Uh, So obviously some genius decided, (laughs) (laughs) let me make a device that not only is it suctioning out all of the gunk in your skin, but it's then at the same time, there's, so there's two internal circles. It's depositing serums and they use a different type of booster based on what you need in your skin. So it's opening the pores, sucking it out and then pushing back in the healthy ingredients uh, into your, into your face. So, so the human hands obviously are not really capable of doing something like that. So Mm -hmm. that's, what's kind of so cool about it is that it's just like the new age of a facial where you had those kind of painful extractions mm-hmm. and then they apply the cream topically, but the machine does it a little bit faster and better and more efficiently. And there's nice. no pain with the hydrofacial. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. It was a fascinating experience. The suction of <laughs> that part. And I know I kept waiting for the extraction part, but I was thrilled that there wasn't because that is not good. It can lead to scarring mm-hmm. and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. They just keep yeah. getting better and better with That's what great. these machines can do. It's wonderful. And so how has social media played a role in the rise of cosmetic procedure? Yeah, I think social media plays a massive role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whether or not we are Kardashian fans, Kylie Jenner broke the internet when she disclosed to the world that she was getting lip filler. (laughs) (laughs) And that uh, led to a kind of snowball effect where celebrities, models, even, you know, uh, husband and wives finally started talking about these treatments that they were getting that they had been lying about. Uh, I ah. think I told you girls about my friend whose husband said, if you ever get Botox, I'm divorcing you, but she'd been doing it for six years. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, as, as, as mixed of an opinion of the Kardashians, I think it is very commendable that she said, you know, I, I am getting lip filler and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then it became like this kind of chain effect where everyone was like, yeah, wait a minute. Like, why are we all like 
lying about this. We don't have to lie about the mascara we're wearing or mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. the other things that we're doing. Like we talk about using toothpaste and shampooing conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Why can we not talk about Botox? Uh, so I think that really led to, you know, people falling in line and saying, oh, I'm being a hero now. I'm I'm disclosing the treatments I've right. done, and they, and they wanted to post it on social to to kind of join the movement. Of, ah. <laughs> of, of it became like a status symbol, and it turned into like more of an affluency item than How something funny. like to be disgraced. Uh, the other thing around that, like with the social media and the content, I mean how much faster can you digest information than visually? So seeing before and afters online Mm -hmm. um, and then having that kind of audio of the beauty blogging, like showing you how it looks and feels and what it does and the pain level, like that's so much Mm -hmm. better than reading something on a random provider's website that's Mm -hmm. spoken in medical jargon that -hmm. you don't necessarily understand. Right. You have more knowledge before you go. Definitely. All right. So well, we're kind of talking about that right now, but your thoughts on the stigmas associated with medical aesthetic treatments in the past versus today. And a little while ago, Bethany Frankel was on one of the talk shows today and she was talking about, she felt like there's nothing wrong with getting any kind of, you know, facelift or any kind of treatments, but she thinks that, it's wrong to not be honest about it. And I was thinking, hmm, you know, I think to each his own, you know, you don't need, you don't have to run around talking about, I got this day, I got this day. Can you tell I got lip filler? You know, it just depends on who, I don't think there's a right and a wrong about it, but what do you think? We've kind of touched on it, but do you have anything else to say about that? The stigmas around it? Yeah, definitely. I think that's just such a huge topic and so important Uh, And there's so many layers to it. But like you said, it should always be an individual choice. People shouldn't be shamed for their their choices Mm -hmm. in these things. And yes, not everyone needs to go out and kind of expose everything that they're participating in. But there does need to be like, you know, how now Joe Jonas is the face of Xeomin. Like that is helpful, Mm -hmm. right? Because then we are aware that this unattainable beauty isn't necessarily unattainable. Like every Victoria's secret model has been getting these procedures. Right. Uh, So just knowing that they exist, like I think is important. And so that's what upkeep is kind of doing, right? We're very much loud and in the open and we're explaining procedures to the masses and then people can choose what they want to do or don't do. Uh, Not everyone needs to go and talk about it, but there does need to be some information in the public that everyone is doing this and that's okay. (laughs) And you can do it or you don't have to, but just know that, you know, that Victoria's Secret Angel has definitely been participating (laughs) in the medical aesthetic world. Exactly. So let's say it is something that you're not comfortable asking other people who did your work, who did your, you know, whatever to have an app like this. If you are someone that wants to keep it private, you don't have to ask anybody else's opinion or advice on who to go to. You can do it. 
It can just be through upkeeping you if you want to keep it that way. Exactly. And it will move into that direction, right? Like you don't ask your friends at lunch, like what right. toothpaste brand they're using or what right. panty liners. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you, exactly. You use them. You, you've been informed about them, right? Like if someone needed to inform you how to use right. that product. <laughs> right. It exists. And then you can kind of consume it how you want to, but that information transfer needs to happen at some point in time, maybe from mother to daughter. I'm not sure, but <laughs> it right. needs and to it's, happen. Exactly. It's the same thing with like what I do. Some people tell everybody that they're working with me on their wardrobe. And some people are like, you're, you're my little secret, you know? So it's like, that's fine. If you don't want to tell people that you're getting Botox, that's fine. You know, if you do, that's great too. You know, you be you. So and there's it now is. enough out there of people that want to broadcast it from the rooftop. Right. right. It's now a totally open market with like more and more people diving in and, and, and wanting to share about it and, and them considering it their new beauty blogging. Like they'll right. do a YouTube tutorial of a procedure rather than show you a new product. So right. you can learn about it that way. You don't necessarily need to talk about it uh, right. in your social circle. Right. Well, that is very, very true. And I think it's just going to continue on in a bigger, it's like you have a personal trainer or you have a, you know, you have your hairdresser, your hairstylist mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you have your, you know, your filler injector. <laughs> exactly. You know, however you do want to do things. And Tiffany, I'm curious about your thoughts on the standards of beauty how they are evolving and have evolved where we are today and where you think we are going with all these advancements and more and more people participating. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've been kind of modifying our appearance across history. Egyptians put coal on their eyes in the Victorian era. We had metal bone corsets that were quite Mm. painful (laughs) And now you can get an M-Salt Neo that doesn't hurt <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and actually does something health-wise. So I think mean, that's kind of the trajectory of where it's going, Like, kind of like any industry. We started with a horse and buggy. We have an automobile. <laughs> this mm-hmm. industry is also moving along that path where it's just less invasive, mm-hmm. does better things. Uh, less pain level. And I think that'll just kind of continue. That's great. Yeah. I watched Emily in Paris while I had my treatments. <laughs> Amazing. Your relaxing experience, much better than, you know, someone Absolutely. tucking you into a steel bone corset. And oh my those. God. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Strings every morning. <laughs> right. Oh, can you imagine? I cannot imagine. Will you tell us how do you vet the providers for the platform? I know that's a big deal for you mm-hmm. and also for our listeners. Definitely. So that's like one of the core components of the platform, right? We get inbound nationwide from providers and it's 99% rejection. So we have a kind of 50-point checklist we run through. We have a lot of different internal metrics that we're looking for. And we also have multiple calls and touch points and in-person reviews of the establishment before we even accept them onto the platform. So we truly are looking for quality over quantity in each city center. So more of that 
boutique feel than department store. Uh, and the market has finally reached a place where there's enough quality practitioners in the market to make that possible. So we'd rather send all of the customers to the best providers mm-hmm. in their city center than having every single provider on the app and having them to sift through mm. uh, and make a choice around, is this the right one for me? We want to do that for them. And that means that every single upkeep appointment is going to be a five-star experience. It's wonderful. Well, mine certainly was. I will definitely be re- recommending upkeep to everyone. Um, tell us what is coming up next for you and where people can find you. And the app. Yeah. So right now we are in Los Angeles, Orange County, San Diego, Miami, Palm Beach, and most recently New York City. Yeah. And we will be going to Texas after that. And then some of the kind of product highlights we have are a firm offering that makes it a bit more accessible if people need mm-hmm. to break up these treatments into monthly payments and we'll continue to kind of play on that where we'll offer different upkeep pay packages if you will like a wedding package Mm -hmm. and things like this where we're structuring it in the timeline of how you need to do the treatments in order and then rolling it into a monthly spend rather than an upfront cost because some of these things last you know up to a year of results so Mm -hmm you would think you could pay a monthly uh, fee instead of having that whole chunk up front. So we're, right. we're going to start playing around with those t- different offerings as well as then extending through the U.S. Our, our next stop is Texas. I think I might have said that, but that's where we're yeah, going that's next. Great. <laughs> that's great because these treatments, you know, it, it it is a little different than a new eyeshadow or a new lip pencil in that, you know, it is a lot more expensive, but you know, they last a lot longer, but to be able to make it more accessible to more people is wonderful. And I love that idea about the bridal because people are always, well, when should I get the facial? And if I want to do this, how far in advance and things like that, you know, if y'all could continue to educate people as well as definitely and saving them from a mistake of, <laughs> right, you know, getting a a the day before yes, or, or getting a bad Botox injection yes. two days before For the first oh, time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the app, we tell us how can people book an appointment and it's upkeep beauty So will you go over that one more time? Yeah. So if you go to upkeepbeauty.com, that's our website. Our social handles on Instagram and TikTok are at upkeepbeauty. And if you search in the Apple App Store, you can find us. Just search upkeep and the bookings happen through the mobile app. Which is very easy to use. Yes. And And we you can turn it on in every city. So if you need a hydrofacial... And you're in Miami, and then you're in New York, and then you're in LA. Mm-hmm. Open the app and get it on the calendar. No more calling and asking. Amazing. And going to someone. building. Right. And going to the wrong provider and being frustrated and sad that you spent the money and didn't get the results you wanted because you can trust the app. And we trust you, Tiffany. Thank you. And I <laughs> trust you guys. I just took a hair <laughs> recommendation. And I'm loving my haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, no, 
beautiful. I hope you love the experience at La Parche Mall. And upstairs, I don't know if they told you, but they have a whole med spa. Yes. And the founder, uh, who's also the founder at the hair salon, is also named Tiffany. And she, she is. she's yes. going to email me about it. She was talking to me about yeah. it while I was at my appointment. So yes, she's everything fabulous. aligned. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. <laughs> friend, so is there anything else that we missed or any stats you want to share or anything else you want to share with our audience? I mean, I'm just really excited to continue building the community in each new city center and meeting ladies like you everywhere that I go and kind of, I love you guys' name, the style that binds us. I just mm-hmm. think it's kind of so interesting about kind of this thread that kind of connects uh, mm-hmm. so many people. And I think this industry is similar to fashion in that way, where you really do start having kind of a community uh, around it and, and that knowledge transfer uh, similar to fashion, where it's kind of like the inside tips on, right. on, on what to do. Uh, and so I feel like I'm kind of leading the mission uh for, yes. for this industry uh and you girls are leading it for all things uh style and aesthetic and i think it'll yes. just be great to kind of continue that through the new cities that we enter absolutely most definitely well we wish you the best of luck we'll be there with you we'll be using the app and spreading the good news about it i know so will there be some content there's going to be content on the app correct so we will eventually put content on the app. So we do a lot on our social media channels. We do a ton mm-hmm. of stuff on TikTok. We have uh, influencers uh, doing user-generated content as well. Mm-hmm. But eventually we will have some little in-app uh, features where the provider can kind of display some of their uh, best work and what they uh, like to specialize in. So eventually we'll have some content on the app, but right now it's mainly through the social media channels. Yeah. But content is definitely how people come to learn about yeah. these treatments. Yeah. That's great. Knowledge is power. It is. Well, thank you, Tiffany. It's been lovely speaking with you today. Yes. Thank you guys. It was so nice to be here. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Binds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Binds Us website to subscribe.